0: shot. He scores! Sider wins it for Detroit! Mo Sider with his first National Hockey League goal! It's too good to be true!
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Mits and Chicks podcast. We're back after a week off. I was on spring break. Madeline had COVID um, and Callie was incredibly accommodating of us. So we're back and we have much to discuss.
2: If anyone wants to know about the week that I've been having, um, I complained last episode about being sick and I said you know I really hope I don't have COVID like that's my final straw
0: had COVID
2: (laughs) um, and then all of my teams proceeded to be horrible at hockey which was a big joke you know a big joke on Twitter
1: we were making fun of her on Twitter um I feel a little bit bad because she did have COVID but (laughs) I had to take the win where I could because the Red Wings beat the Hurricanes which has happened twice this season. Is that allowed?
2: Hey, hey like a it. win for Ned. A win for Ned is a win for us all.
1: That's a great point. And say. it was it was a win for Ned because he shut out his former team with forty six saves. I want to say it was insane, <laughs> and there was a most cider goal on that game. So Madeline won anyway.
2: I wish I kind of was thinking that I could go to it, but. I ended up having other plans that night. That was like my first day fully out of my little 10-day CDC quarantine. So sadly, I didn't make it out to Raleigh, but I would have witnessed an L. So,
1: (laughs) You would have witnessed. Yeah. And not a cute L either. They didn't even.
2: It was was, not pretty.
1: It was not pretty. Um, You could have, you could have cheered for the most cider goal though. It's fine. Um, I just think it was crazy how
3: all of our teams played each other on the same day. Like literally crazy. all of them.
1: What was it? It was, it was the abs versus the devils, right? Wings canes. And then the sharks played the black Hawks. That's what <laughs> happened. I actually had tickets to that game and I couldn't go. Cause I was out of town. I was pretty bummed about it, but Timo scored a goal that night. Um, he did it for us. He, he for does us. everything for always us. Always does it for us. A friend of mine was at that game, and um, before the game started up on the jumbotron, they had like a "Know Your Foe" and they put Timo stats up there. And I'd like the record to show that I have not been to a Blackhawks game this season where I, they've done that before. And so my friend sends me this snap, and she captions it "fan behavior." And I was like, "That is facts. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks are huge fans of Timo Meyer, just like us." Please don't over... ever compare us to the Blackhawks. Please don't. I'm so sorry. I'll never move do it over.
2: Again. Move over Jack Hughes. Move over Trevor zegris Move <laughs> over every young, exciting player that we love and adore. Tima Meyer is the face of the NHL.
3: I think he should be. He's into fashion. He's a great player. He looks like the wolf from
1: Saint, too.
3: He's, He's perfect.
1: He's perfect. I... I mean, I guess while we're here, we might as well get into Timo talks, right? Always, always.
3: Where Timo time is all the time.
1: Callie, <laughs> take it away. Okay, um,
3: Timo talks this week. You know, the Sharks were on their silly little 10 game losing streak. It was it was silly. It was um goofy. It was a silly
1: goofy mood. <laughs>
3: They, they did it just as an experiment because, you know, you had you a tank before you get better. Um, So oh, yeah, Timo had an excellent um, three points in the past two weeks since the last Mits and Chicks episode. And he got two goals and one assist. But the Sharks won last night. Woo. No points from Timo, but they,
1: they won. That's okay. okay he and was, He was there for it. And that's what matters. A little
2: segue from our timo talks into general sharks talks one of my personal favorite collegiate hockey players in the last two years thomas bordolo uh signed an ahl contract and then was promptly called up and made his debut with the san jose sharks loss for the
1: barracuda two
2: apples for him
1: are
2: his stats um his bio says bay area instead of san jose (laughs) which we find comical that's um funny. And we love him. We hope he's having a great time. His parents got to come down and see his debut. And I feel like he's just a great kid. They, um, He also just played Columbus, where two of his former teammates just signed contracts. And they were playing during that game too, Kent Johnson and Nick Blankenberg. That
1: always makes me smile.
2: It was very precious. So as much amazing. as we hate the University of Michigan, we hate it them. was just so sweet and wholesome. And guys, it's really bad. So first of all, Callie and I, be proud of us. We said no to the University of Michigan. We said no to their wait list. And we removed ourselves. We removed ourselves fully. But But I cannot be freed from the shackles of the UMich hockey team, even though half of them just left and decided to go pro. Um, I'm already obsessed with the incoming class, mainly because I'm a big NTDP girl. So basically, U18 um, men's worlds start in a couple days. And I... We'll be oh God, getting on my soapbox about that. that next week and we can talk about it and I'll follow each of our little prospects in those games and we can tell y'all how they're doing and we can I'll get, get excited or not
1: excited about it. Throughout, because that's so exciting. I didn't even know that. I'm super excited for that now. On another
3: like light, funny note after talking about the Sharks losing streak, let's talk about the Seattle Kraken's ownership and how Macklemore and Marshawn Lynch are now minority owners.
1: That what? video, that video of Marshawn Lynch doing donuts in a zamboni on the practice rink. I didn't know that zambonis could do that. I didn't know they had the maneuverability.
2: They should do that more often. Could you imagine? We do 100%. zamboni entertainment,
1: dude. That's such a like intermission like show. Monster on trucks on a zamboni.
2: I'm pitching this to our that. bosses right now. Monster trucks. They do like little jumps. Oh my god! This is incredible.
1: We're geniuses. Go us. Marketing We're genius. available week. for hire. FYI. At NHL. Hire us for our ideas. All three of us. <laughs> Monster trucks. That's the idea. Thank you very much. But yeah, I saw that on Instagram and I was like, this is happening. That's a thing. But
3: how cool is it that like these celebrities are now owners and a hockey team in Seattle. The crack it. <laughs> <laughs> go Kraken, man.
1: Go Kraken, baby. I love the Kraken. Good for
3: them. This will be interesting to see if like this helps
1: grow their fan base. But I don't think we've talked since I went to the Kraken game in Chicago. It was a Hawks Kraken game and I was rooting for the Kraken and they shut out the Blackhawks. So, let's go Kraken.
2: Yes, crew power. Woo.
3: Woo. Ooh, we're also illegal. kraken fan in the same way that we're sharks fans just letting all of you know
2: we love the seattle kraken emphasis on hayden flurry and i did in fact receive some hayden flurry picks um you're welcome
1: from my sweet every friend. time he was it on was, the ice it was a great was day like, oh my god madeline needs to know about this
2: also the group chat freaked because um there were pictures posted of hayden flurry with his baby son on the ice his son is named wolf though first of all we may have talked about this before but No judgment. I could never judge what someone decides to name their child. It's deeply personal. We hate it. (laughs) I I wish them all the love. (laughs) Hayden and Jade Flurry are such an NHL power couple and their baby is so adorable and precious and it was really cute. I'm sending them my love. We love it.
3: Speaking Um, of crazy names, Allie, would you like to take us away
1: on a little chat about Magnus Helberg? oh my God, dude, I would be so happy to do that. Thank you so much. Okay. So we've talked about this before. I have no idea if it was on the podcast or if this was just like a separate Madeline soapbox, but she was like, my favorite red wings prospect is red savage simply because his name is so cool. And I was like, I have so much respect for that, but the wings just signed Magnus Helberg goalie to the rest of the, just for the rest of the season. Um, and I think he has the most metal name ever and he, okay, his gear setup, like his pads are so, like literally the sickest I've ever seen from a Detroit Red Wing ever. If you haven't seen them, look them up. They have the the wing design up the... Um, I don't even know how to describe it. Just look it up. Like I can't describe it. It's so sick. And I was so bummed because I was watching the lightning game last night, which we'll talk about later because that's a whole other thing, but he was Grice's backup because Nadelkovich was sick. I was expecting them to kind of like audition him because I figured that like everyone kind of figures that they're going to get rid of Grice next year and they need like the wings need depth goaltending and they need someone who can back up Nadelkovich reliably so I've been expecting them to play him and I haven't played him yet, but he was Grice's backup last night. And every time they cut to him on the bench to be like, Hey, check out the new guy. I was just staring at those pads, bro. They're so sick, but um, he's been playing in the KHL and he has very limited NHL experience, but I'm very excited for them to put him out there and see what he can do. Um, and if it's all right, while well, I'm on my tangent. um. I also got to see a Red Wings game for my birthday, which was so fun. It was so nice. So basically, um, as like a birthday gift, it was my 18th birthday, um, which we talked about a little bit when my birthday actually happened. But I asked my dad if we could go to Detroit for a Wings game, and there were a couple Saturday options, but the earliest one that was closest to my birthday that we could do, like that we could get out of town for, was the game on the ninth against the Columbus Blue Jackets, and um, so basically. My dad and I like got up early Saturday morning and we flew out to Detroit and we stayed with my grandparents and we went to the wings game and it was super, super cool because we had second row from the glass tickets and part of the gift was supposed to be a Jersey. And I was planning to get a cider Jersey, but they literally didn't have any in my size because everybody wants, it was actually insane guys. Like they only had X like extra larges and like, I think they had a couple of smalls but everything else was gone so I was like okay Raymond jersey this is fine and then my dad was like I'm not finding a Raymond jersey your side your size like let's check over here and he pulls a signed Lucas Raymond jersey and I was like no dad that one's signed we'll get like I'll get a Verona jersey or we can just order one online and it was like well I mean like it's her 18th birthday I was like wait hang on what so he got me the signed Lucas Raymond jersey which is insane to me. Like, that's so sick. And literally when we were paying, the guy was like, this is going to be worth This is going to be worth a lot in a few years. I was like, you think I'm selling it? What? You deserve Um, it. Thank you, Queen. So yeah, new prize possession. The game was a total freaking barn burner, partially because the refs were awful, which I could go on for years and years about, but I won't because We've got a whole interview coming up and I, we're trying to keep the episode or this part of the episode on the shorter side. So um, just absolutely killer game. We were on the side that the wings were attacking twice on. Um, they scored two goals in the second period, which was on the other side, which was kind of a bummer. Within third period, um, last five minutes of the game, the jackets were up by two. And then there's two goals over on our side, like right where we're sitting and on the game tying goal scored by Jacob Brana. He skated right over like directly where we were sitting and like jumps into the glass. And then the entire line came and hugged him right there. It was such like an experience. And it's always crazy to see someone that you kind of observe from afar up close. Like I went down to the glass for warmups and seeing Marit Sider right there. He's really tall, by the way, in case you didn't know. It's just, it's such a surreal experience. And then even more so watching a goal happen, like 20 feet in front of your face, and then having the players come and celebrate five feet in front of your face. Like, it's just, it's such a thing. And Jacob Brana, he had this adorable little smile on his face. I love that man so much. We're definitely gonna talk about him later because we're having the um, our Caps fan friends on for our interview. Um, he set a record last night, which is very cool. We'll talk about that later too. But yeah, again, um, spoiled a little bit by the refing. There was a call on Larkin that was completely bogus. Um, Merzlikins was like half, more than halfway out of the crease. He was closer to the glass than he was to the crease and he stuck his shoulder out and sent Larkin flying and they called goal interference on Larkin. Anyway, uh, there were a lot of R.I.P. Really fights. <laughs> Rest in peace. Dillon- Dude,
2: we think about him every day.
1: I think about him every day. I miss him a lot. For those of you who don't know, he got a core muscle surgery. He's missing the last six games of the season, which like it's a lost season and better. He gets the surgery earlier. So he has more time to recover, but it's still like a total loss. And I hope he gets better. And I love you, Dylan Larkin. But anyway, um, it was a totally bogus call. And then they completely missed a tripping call on Rasmussen in overtime, which led to the game winning goal. Um, But honestly, it was such like a fun game that the anger barely last I mean I was you know angry about it I'm angry about it but um, it's hard to think of the game in that light when it was just such an incredible experience and obviously I joke about it a lot like being a Red Wings fan in Chicago but truly there is no experience like being in your hometown crowd Um, and while the energy is great in Chicago when the Blackhawks score and that and all that Chicago fans boo the Hawks a lot like they're mad they're angry that their team sucks they're angry that their franchise is like the poverty franchise of the NHL well that's not true go Yotes but um like Chicago fans ain't it bro and like this is a Wings game the Wings had literally been eliminated from playoff contention mathematically earlier that day with a Caps win but it was it that didn't that didn't like matter to the crowd you know all the booing was directed at the refs which is not something i've seen before (laughs) in a game at home and it was like it was so like revitalizing and just absolutely insane and completely reminds me like why i love the game and why i love the team and why i love the fan base so that was super super huge for me and then aside from that we beat carolina we beat tampa bay We're going to hold on to that because we're going to lose all of our other games we lost to got shut out by the Rangers lost six to one to the Panthers which is another fun story because they were zero zero at the end of the first period which is the only part of the period I saw before I hopped on a plane, and then I got off the plane and we lost six to one but like I said we're trying to keep this part of the episode short so I'm going to unless either of you has anything to say. I had a pretty big fun week in hockey too. Yes, 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 yes,
0: yes, I, yes, 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 yes. Okay, yes.
1: before I get to like the exciting part,
3: I was at the Kings versus Avs game Oh my last God, Cali. week.
0: <laughs> that is the
2: exciting part, Cal.
3: Where they scored nine goals. Okay, so we I was- want 10. <laughs> we want 10. My family and I were I running like a tiny bit late to the game. Like we just like five minutes late after it started and we had already missed two goals. Like that's how fast they were scoring. And one of them was Abe Kubel. Maddie Fiddler. if you're listening to this, we are your biggest fans. But (laughs) Abe Kubel always puts up two when I'm in that building. He put up two when I was there for the Kraken game. He put up two when I was there for the Kings game. Abe Kubel, you were an icon. But um, I've never seen a hat trick before. So I finally got to see a hat trick when Nathan McKinnon scored one. And just the crowd was so much fun. I had great seats and I think that was definitely one of the highlights of like going to games ever. And once we scored the ninth goal, people started chanting, we want 10, we want 10. 10. 10. And it was really funny because LA had scored a two. So they started chanting, we want three, we want three. And then they scored (laughs) three and they started chanting, we want four. (laughs) It was so funny, but that game was so exciting. And Then I, on Monday of this week, actually, I got to shadow the Avalanche's marketing department, which girl boss. Thank you. (laughs) It was so so much fun. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I learned a lot. Uh, So thank you to the team for showing me around and teaching me about advertising and game scripts, everything from uh, how they do advertising during games to tv spots but i also got to meet one of my idols madeline mccarty she is the director of digital and social content for the avs and she is just a badass the way that she handles the avalanche twitter and how they were calling out people on pride night people who were trying to act like they were offended by pride night that was so funny just they were educating them so it was amazing so i got to, i got to thank her in person for just being a part of a brand that has the courage to tell it as it is and just for all of her great work with the av socials so that was a really really exciting and rewarding moment for me and i also got to meet the social coordinator jj so if any of the av staff are listening thank you for a great day and hopefully i'll be back in the future but I had a great week in hockey in person, and that was the Caps game where the Avs lost. But the roughing was pretty bad, I will say that. That's a being theme, that isn't it? Awful, <laughs> but I super fun night. Love the Avs. Love sports marketing.
1: Yeah, our girl, she was so happy too. She was texting everyone, and um, on the note of the Kings game, I remember you were running late, and I was watching it on TV, and I know that she was running late. Because I texted the group chat in all caps, Abe Kubel goal. And she goes, What? And I, <laughs> I was like, Callie, you're at the game. She was like, I'm not there yet. Anyway. Oh,
3: I also just wanted to say please go on Twitter for a visual of my outfit from when I shadowed it's to so see cute. the pink coat.
2: Pink coat supremacy. We live for the pink coat. Every girl boss listening to our podcast should go. Buy the pink coat. I'm looking at you, Sarah Campbell.
3: <laughs> it's like oh, the you. Zara Get inverted it. long blazer. Roger. So worth it. Comfortable, beautiful. It looks great with any color. Buy a pink jacket if you want to work in sports.
1: All right. So we're going to move into our guest segment. We're super, super excited about this one. You guys already met Rylan in a recent episode, but we've got the rest of our. Beloved Caps fans joining us tonight, so let's head over to that right now. All right, we've got with us the Maryland Mafia. I don't even remember who came up with that name, but it's all of our lovely, powerful uh, power player friends who are from Maryland. They I'm the all... one who coined. I'm the one you who did. Coined Madeline, I didn't right? even know that. I'm I so proud of you. a Genius. Um, no, thank you for telling me. That's amazing. They're all from Maryland, and they're all huge Caps fans. So tonight's going to be rough for me and Callie and Madeline but it's going to be super fun hi guys how are you Uh, we're going to have you guys introduce yourselves just give us your name and where you're from and your favorite player let's start with Kaylee
4: okay so I'm Kaylee I'm from Bethesda Maryland which is really really close to DC and my favorite player is Tom Wilson Faith you want to go next
5: Hey, I'm Faith. I'm from Aquakake, Maryland, which is also really close to DC. And my favorite player is Lars Eller.
0: Brooke. Hi, I'm Brooke. I'm uh, I'm from Potomac, Maryland. My favorite player is Tom Wilson.
1: And back by popular demand, Rylan, would you like to reintroduce yourself? Yes,
6: of course. Hi everyone, I'm Rylan Sachs. I'm from Bel Air, Maryland, which is closer to Baltimore than DC, but I'm a proud commuter to DC for the Washington Capitals. And my favorite player is TJ Oshi.
1: Amazing. It is awesome having you guys on. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. It was really difficult to get like a date and time that worked for everyone. So we're super excited to be here. We're going to start off with a game. This game is called Tom Wilson versus everybody. We're going to give you a scenario. Brooke, Brooke's losing his mind. Callie, can we put that on the
3: Instagram of course. You can follow us on Instagram at Mits and Chicks Pod, and you can also
1: follow our Twitter at Miss and Chicks. Beautiful. Great plug. So, this game is called Tom Wilson versus Everybody. It was um, thought out by Callie, who does everything and knows everything and is a genius all the time. We're going to give you, um, we're going to say Tom Wilson versus, and then we're going to give you blank. And you have to tell us who would win. There is a rule you cannot say Tom Wilson every time because that's lame. That's boring and you can't do it. Um, So I guess I will start us off and then Callie and Madeline, you guys can say the next ones. We're starting with Tom Wilson versus 20 kindergarten children. 20 of them, little ankle biters. Any thoughts? Tom
5: Wilson, for sure. He would punt them for some reason.
4: (laughs) Okay, no, I'm actually going to interject. I think Tom has too big of a heart to go anywhere near young children so I'm actually going to say the 20 kindergartners just because Tom wouldn't even put up a fight
0: yeah I was about to say because like I feel like if he wanted to like if he got super mad right like he could beat up anybody so like obviously he could beat up the kindergartners but like he's just like too, of a, too much of a wholesome player to like do anything like that because he's just exactly. like a goat so you know
5: he wanted to he could but he never would
6: I honestly think he would let the kindergartners beat him on purpose, so that they would feel good about themselves and get to go home and be like, oh, my gosh, I met Tom Wilson and I beat him. Like, he's just that type of person. So I am with 20 kindergartners.
3: Next up, we have Tom Wilson versus an angry goose.
0: Is that even a question? I, I think that I think that answer is clearly Tom Wilson, but that's just have me personally. Have
1: you seen an angry goose, dude? They're terrifying.
0: Yeah, and also and Tom Wilson's also terrifying. So you know, have you sorry,
1: seen I an don't think a goose
4: stands a title? chance. But yeah, like I'm going with Brooke on this one. Tom Wilson could beat up a goose any day.
5: I'd agree. Like Tom Wilson's like six four, also. So like the goose is like barely the size of a shin. Like that's no challenge.
1: Angry geese are terrifying, and clearly none of you has seen the geese um, in Lincoln Park, which is where I live. Um, So that's just my opinion. But Madeline, do you want to take the next one?
2: Okay, Tom Wilson versus Miss Darbus from High School Musical. She'd fall in love with him, so Tom Wilson. I think that's all we need to hear.
1: I really do. That is such a good answer. Thank you, (laughs) Kaylee. Of course. I
6: think she'll put him in a trade, like <laughs> Troy Bolton. And Troy Bolton did, in fact, be, like, I feel like he bested Darvis by singing and, like, just standing up first. So I'm going to say Tom Wilson because I could see him pulling some Troy, Troy, Bol- Troy Bolton moves.
1: So true. Thank you, guys. All right. Next up, we've got Tom Wilson versus
0: Gritty. Tom Wilson. Pretty I mean, Philly. I, 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 listen, you, listen, listen. I don't listen. from I, I, I know, I know. Hear me out. Hear me out. I feel like gritty, like out of all people, has the best chance of like challenging Tom Wilson, right? But Wilson's just like that strong, right? So like, you know, I don't, and I don't think, like I don't.
1: Eight think, feet tall, dude.
0: I know, but Tom Wilson's just Tom Wilson, so you know, it, it's kind of hard to match that. If you know what I'm saying,
1: you're breaking the. Honestly
5: because Brooke wasn't there in Vegas when we ran into Gritty up close he is terrifying like that man like I feel like Tom like Tom is a good fighter but I feel like he also knows what's best for him and squaring up to Gritty is not what is best for him here's my take though
4: Gritty you know he looks kind of terrifying kind of musty like you know looks like he's been through it right I feel like he's a softie on the inside, you know? I know he's from Philly, but I feel like everyone from Philly has this, like, horrible attitude. But on the inside, you know, sometimes there's there's a softie.
0: Didn't he, like, pie a fan in the face or something?
4: Okay, but that's funny. Like, that's not me. Didn't he punch a child?
0: Okay. (laughs) No, 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 no. no.
1: It It wasn't a pie. It was a sheet cake. And he decked the guy with it. It exactly. was terrifying. Maybe I'm wrong. I can't believe he survived that. <laughs>
5: Maybe I'm wrong.
0: Like, like, like listen, man.
5: Child again. I,
0: I child. I'm trying to take. I ain't trying to take anything away from Gritty because, like, I can tell he's strong, right? Because, like, he'd be, like, doing stuff like that. But, again, it's Tom Wilson. Like, you got to know who you're fighting against. You feel me?
6: I'm on Team Gritty. I think Gritty would win. I, I don't know. I, I love Wilson, but I, I feel as though he would – Uh, realized that he didn't want to get hurt too much because we need him to score. And then he would like chicken out and not chicken out, but he would have a equal fight and tie.
1: All right. This has been a really good debate, guys. Good job. Let's move on.
3: (laughs) All right. This one's a pretty good one. Um, Tom Wilson versus Will Smith. Since we've seen both of them fight before.
4: Will Smith is pathetic. Tom Wilson. Retweet, retweet. I think we're just leave
5: it at Wilson, that,
3: y'all. We gotta leave it at that. That was too good. Glad. Glad there's like agreement between everyone. All right, mad do you want to take the next one?
2: Okay, get ready. Tom Wilson versus the Mids and Chicks
0: ladies. Um
1: all three of us.
0: Think wise uh, so I, I, okay. Okay, listen. I, I gotta say you guys, because again, like Tom Wilson's just too nice to like do that, so you know.
1: I think I could kick his ass out of pure rage. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, but I'm just I don't know about it. so full of anger from being a right-wing sweat. Which, by the way, that's another story. But.
4: Okay, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. We already know Mads is in love with him, so that takes her out of the question, good
1: point. Right? Damn it, it's Callie! Like
4: Callie could go either way, right? Like you know, she's never seen him, like in the flesh like in front of the glass you know so either way i think ali you'd have like a good chance of beating him up but i don't think you'd have your two wingmen with you so thanks kaylee you know that's
1: a good point depends to be fair as we've established in a previous episode tom wilson and i are best friends now because i had the same cut on my nose as him at all star so i wouldn't even want to fight him anyway that's okay See, this is what Um, i'm saying too lovable We have um, two more. This one uh, needs a little bit of context. If you're an OG Mitz and Chicks fan, you'll remember an early episode where I explained that my sister said that Timo Meyer looks exactly like the wolf from Sing 2. And she was 100% right about it. And then recently um, I was on a call with Mads and Callie and my sister was hanging out with us. And she said that Tom Wilson Looks like the koala from Sing. And then we looked up a picture and once again, she's 100% right. She's a genius. Uh, So our question is Tom Wilson versus the koala from Sing. One and two. Played by Matthew McConaughey. I love
6: Matthew, but Tom Wilson all the way.
0: Thomas Wilson.
6: Matthew's aging.
1: So... Thomas in his not Matthew.
6: Okay, okay,
4: but you know Guys. the character embodies the voice, and the voice is Matthew McConaughey, who is aging. Right. So, like, fine, well,
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Madeline. <laughs> You're so welcome.
3: Well, we have two more, just two more real fast ones. I was wrong. just I lied because <laughs> I two more. No, it's two more. <laughs> well, because we have a special request for one. By Brooke himself. Tom Wilson versus Kanye.
5: I have I feel like Tom Wilson would feel bad for beating up Kanye just because where Kanye is at. Like Manson some, posting some crazy stuff, but like also if Kanye took a step too far, Wilson would put him in his place.
4: So it depends I'm on the story Sorry, I'm a Kanye hater. So um I really hope Wilson could beat the crap out of him, but you know, Kanye is unpredictable
6: again second that like i feel like tom wilson would take the stand with pete davidson and kim and be like we gotta put an end to his terror over the kid
1: i love it the fact the that words. pete davidson and kim would enlist tom wilson
2: the I words mean- tom wilson and pete davidson being named in the same sentence like
6: really just if horrible. you think about it selena gomez and tom wilson like there was a thing slash like she followed him and Selena Gomez is best friends with Taylor Swift, and Taylor Swift is a Kanye hater. So therefore, Sorry I think that speaks me. for itself.
0: I f- I feel like I feel like Wilson would like win, but like Kanye would like put up a fight because like somebody said it, like he's unpredictable, right? So you know, you never know what his next yeah.
3: Imagine the internet beef. It would be great PR for hockey. I can't even lie. Okay, we have one more before we have a silly follow up question after this one. But the final question for Tom Wilson versus everyone is just give us one word answer for this. Tom Wilson versus Brooke. Tom. Tom.
0: Tom. I'll take Brooke. Thank you. Who said that? Who said that? That was Mads. You're such a goat. Kaylee.
4: I think Brooke would be starstruck, you know? Well,
2: yeah, like, y'all love each other too much. Yeah, again, possible. you just hold hands.
6: Yeah, adorab. Brooklyn never learned to dance. So, True. Wilson's up here on you. Like, even if you're tall, <laughs> like you'd be positive, We're to the make- same.
0: You realize we're the same height. I'm six four. He's six four. There's no way you're six four, bro. I'm serious. Well, I'm you're serious. like
4: seventy pounds less than him.
0: <laughs> I.
6: Wilson could blow on you and you follow me. Listen, and listen, I'm 6'4 and
0: 170. So, like, how oh wait, how much does he weigh? Hold on. I, I think I know how much he weighs. Tom Wilson I weighs. I know that. No, Brooke. Why no, 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 no. I'm searching it out. I'm searching it out. I don't know how much he weighs. Uh 220 pounds. Yeah, he'd probably beat me up because, like, I'm, like, 40 pounds lighter than him. Thank you. Thank you.
1: All right. We have one final follow-up question. This is not Tom Wilson versus anybody, but rather you versus Tom Wilson. But this is, this is how it goes. Would you rather fight one Tom Wilson sized duck or 20 duck sized Tom Wilson's
0: one Tom Wilson sized duck? Is that a question? Like imagine like little monsters just like crawling on the ground, like trying to like fight hockey fight. You like, think about that. Me personally, I want, I wouldn't want to fight that, but you know,
1: they only come up to your shins though. Consider
0: that
6: I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact that there'd be 20, like, me a like, tiny size. <laughs> you can take one well, home and seen, put it on a shelf.
2: Y'all have seen Gremlins, right? I feel like it reminds me of like a bunch of little Gremlins. Like maybe one would be Gizmo, and like really and terrifies him, like, me. A sweet little angel, and you could like keep him <laughs> as your little pet. <laughs> Guys, this podcast is deeply concerning.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the mits and Tricks Hockey Podcast. Would you rather fight one duck sized Tom? No, sorry, one Tom Wilson sized duck. Or 20 duck sized Tom Wilson's. Honestly, I'm taking the duck sized Tom Wilson's.
4: I agree. I agree.
6: Could you
1: could you imagine a 6'4, 220 pound duck charging you? No, <laughs> no, it's like thank you. <laughs> no, that's definitely got to be real in like
3: Australia. It's got <laughs> to be.
1: It's got to. It's just an ostrich, actually. That's just an ostrich. Um, okay. Good job, everyone thank you um thank you for playing tom wilson versus everybody um let's segue right off of that so we talked to rylan a little bit about this uh she brought her tom wilson versus everybody t-shirt or but it was rylan was that yours or kaylee's it, it was, was mine
6: i me grab it, it again
1: yeah. all right oh she's grabbing it again guys thank you rylan um but kaylee you we're also, we talked to Rylan about the Russian Machine Never Breaks um, story, but you were part of that too. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
4: Yeah. So, um, Rylan and I are number one Tom Wilson super fans behind Brooke probably. Um, and so, of course, we bonded over that to begin our friendship kind of. And then at the skills competition in the All-Star Game, of course, Rylan had her shirt. And so... We were down there, you know, banging on the glass for him. And, of course, at the All-Star Game, everyone was against Wilson because the whole league hates Wilson, unjustifiably so. But um, – Yeah. And then of course, people saw it on the internet. Ryland posted it on her story. Wilson's fiance like sent us a little DM saying, thank you for being so supportive, like everything like that. We kind of, we felt bad for him a little bit because I believe he deserved to be there. Right. So I don't know, being on in that article was kind of a, like, I guess an unreal moment because every Caps fan knows what, Russian machine never breaks is like, that's how we find out all like the ins and outs of the team, whether it's something that the team would post or something that's more under the scenes or like, I don't, I don't even know, like spoilers for like things like that. Um, and so, I don't know, it was kind of a big deal. And it's like anybody who pays any attention to the caps, would see that and be like, "Oh my gosh! Like that's so cool." Um, yeah, so it was a cool moment, and I love that picture because I think it just encapsulates like All Star Weekend because ev- all of the power players kind of got behind the whole Tom Wilson um, fan base and everything, especially Mads. We recruited her, so yeah,
2: it was it was a cool moment. I would like to quickly interrupt to play a clip of us. Chanting for Tom Wilson at the 2022 NHL All-Star Game. Oh Let's go, Wilson!
1: Let's go,
0: Wilson! What a W moment, honestly.
1: It was super fun.
0: It was really fun.
5: Truly a highlight reel for me in Vegas, like, seeing that. And, like, even though the crowd, like, heard us, we got loud enough that some people started booing. And Everyone it was was booing surreal.
1: him. It was kind of, it was funny because whenever, like, when they announced him, it's just like booze from everywhere and you hear like Rylan and Kaylee and Brooke leading the like, yeah, Wilson. Like it was, it was truly something to behold.
3: I know that a lot of our work with the NHL is about marketing and off ice stuff, but Brooke, you play hockey and your team won the state championship this year. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, it's pretty sick. Um, no, started off the season, uh, I made the varsity team as a freshman, so that was pretty cool. Um, you know, we had practice at 5.30 in the morning, so I had to wake up at 4.30 before school, um, which was something I would never had to do before, so it was interesting. Um, you know, we made the playoffs. We, we actually beat Kaylee School Whitman 3-2 to two in the, um, I think it was the county finals, which was really cool. Uh, I don't think Kaylee was there, but Faith was actually at the game, so that was pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, we played teams from all over Maryland. The finals—I um, didn't play that much, obviously. I, I didn't. I didn't play because, um, you know, it was mostly seniors playing since so it was their last opportunity. Uh, but we ended up winning three to two in double overtime. It was really cool. It was a great experience. weren't you there, Rylan?
6: I was so um I was there for something like the girls league was getting honored and so I was there and I actually got to cheer on Brooke um from the stand I stayed the whole game um it was a great game like it was so electric the stands students were crazy fun to be a part of and fun to uh watch and cheer on
0: for sure yeah man it was an unforgettable experience man that was crazy but you know it's great
2: Something that I think is really special that all of you share is your connection to hockey with your families. Um, I know that we all met Brooke's parents when we were in Vegas and they're all three repping different NHL teams because it's your team until you die um, in this sport. And, um, you know, Rylan and her siblings, we talked a little bit on her podcast about how close her family is and Faith and her brother were at all-star game. And it was really great to see, Um, Our buddy Aiden has the biggest family ever, and they are all angels, and they love to come out and support the Cavs. Um, But I really wanted to talk to Kaylee a little bit about her dad, Mark, who is collectively our favorite human being, and he vlogs every game they go to for us.
4: Yeah, so um, he started watching hockey as a kid. He lived in Buffalo, so he was a big fan of the Maple Leafs and the Sabres. And he went with his dad to as many games as possible um, and kind of just grew a love for the game. And then when he moved down to D.C., um, he kind of wanted to keep the hockey tradition going just because hockey wasn't necessarily a big thing in D.C. yet at that time. Um, And so he started supporting the team when they actually sucked, like were horrible, when the stands were literally half empty, like before it became a huge phenomenon in D.C. And then when I was born, Ovi was drafted. So I was born the year Ovi was drafted. And then, as you know, the Capitals franchise just kind of blew up um, because obviously they house, in my opinion, the greatest player of all time. So we kind of started going when I was a really young kid. And then when he saw how much I liked it and my sister started liking it, um, we got season tickets and have had season tickets ever since. And I just think it's so valuable to have that experience with my dad because obviously like your life gets busy. Um, and sometimes, especially growing up, it can be hard to create a relationship with your parents. And that dedicated time has always been something that we both really valued. Um, and yeah, it's brought us a lot closer and I'm so thankful that he brought me to those games because seeing hockey is what has encouraged me to pursue sports broadcasting. Um, just because of how much I love the atmosphere and I love the sport, um, and everything that comes with it. So yeah, seriously, I'm so thankful for that with my dad. And I hope that is something that I can bring to my own children. And of course my dad loves putting himself out there. So as soon as he found out that I got into this program, he had to befriend everybody on it. Um, So he started doing vlogs and now it's kind of his little thing. Um, and just a way for everyone to stay in contact with him. And he loves doing it. So that's been really fun.
1: And befriending all of us. Huge success because we're all his best friends now.
2: We love our power players' parents. Also, Brooke's mom has the sickest rhinestone love that Fred's hat. cowboy hat. I love that And hat. I need one for the Canes so badly for playoffs. I'm going to have to like figure something out in the next couple weeks.
1: Okay, so... Since we all know I'm a Red Wings fan and I can't ever keep my mouth uh, shut about it, we're going to talk a little bit about Jacob Vrana. Uh, The one-year anniversary of the famed Jacob Vrana trade was a couple weeks ago. Twitter was, my Twitter was thrilled. Um, Faith's Twitter was not happy about it. Um, And Faith, I wanted to talk to you about this because you had your Vrana jersey in um vegas actually aiden our buddy aiden told me that he bought his rana jersey one week before the trade um absolutely brutal absolutely brutal but faith you actually tweeted about how much you miss jacob rana and so i wanted to talk to you about him because we love him and i promise we're taking care of him in detroit um how was he like always a favorite of yours like you you obviously had the jersey before he got traded what how did you get into rana Okay. So, um, first of all, thank you for taking care of him. Um, I'm
5: never going to recover from that trade. I have both my jerseys. I have two actually. And also I bought the reverse retro one for Verona two weeks before he was traded. So I had the choice between him and Wilson.
1: You cannot buy jerseys so close to trade deadline. This is please. Come on guys.
5: I never, no one saw it coming. That's why. So like, no one saw it coming, but Rana has always been my favorite since I first started watching. Him and Lars have been my two, but it was for his speed throughout the playoffs. Whenever he was on the ice, he was flying around. I was like, yo, that dude is so much faster than everyone here. It's crazy. So Rana had always been a favorite, like, since I started. I have, like, I've met him multiple times. I have tons of Rana merch specifically, and I was in school when I found out he got traded. <laughs> And I cried for two days. It was terrible.
3: The Rana trade was like the Capitals version of uh, Zayn Zane leaving One Direction.
4: Absolutely.
1: That is, that is so accurate. Is so accurate. Good Cali. Nice.
4: On a positive note though, um, to give I guess credit where credit's due, I don't think Rana was performing to his full potential at the I Capitals. He agree. was too young. I don't think the coaching style kind of agreed with his game necessarily, and I just think he wasn't getting utilized the way um that he is now, and I think that frustrated him a lot to the point where he just was not performing well. So I'm actually happy he ended up yeah. where he did. I'm
0: obviously... I, 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 go ahead, bro. Sorry. Go my ahead. My fault. My fault. No, I was just gonna say I 100% agree with Kaylee because like. I, I feel like him and, uh, what's up, what's his name, Burkowski uh, on the Avalanche now, like, um, both of them were, like, had, like, a bunch of potential, right? But I don't think the Caps were a good fit for them because, like, the way they play, they're, they're, like, more of, like, a power forward type offense, you know? So I think they fit better in, like, a place where they can be, like, one of the top scorers, right? Not, like, on a roster with, like, Ovi and Backstrom and all that. Yeah. So I I honestly, I, I think that I think the trade was good for Verona. Um, I feel like we could have gotten more in return. I don't. I don't think that's oh, yeah. bad. You lost like, that I,
1: trade. I'm sorry.
0: I, I, I would have wanted at least like a first round pick. You
1: know. Oh, we got the first round pick, which turned into Sebastian Kosa, By the way, go ahead, rather.
6: So, um, I actually like saw a stat on Twitter. Me mind you, it's Twitter saying that like <laughs> it showed you like the. I don't know what it's called, but it's with like the colored bars. You want, yeah. you want more red. Uh, you want less red. And um, Verona had a really high output, but his defense wasn't there. And, and that, on the yeah, Red yeah. Wing, that's okay. Like, I, honestly, like, that's it's actually what not okay.
1: We need the defense really, really you, bad we're right now.
6: So bad, Riley. But I think, <laughs> <really bad, Riley. laughs> think Mantha fits our team in the sense that he sure he doesn't score, but he's a big body forward. That's our style of play. He's a little bit more defensive and we kind of needed that security, especially with our like weaker goalie um, and like looking to like sh- shift, shaping up for playoffs. I honestly think it was a pretty even trade. I'm happy for both players. I think they've both settled pretty well. Um, so looking forward to seeing them both grow. And Mantha had
1: like a great comeback like after his surgery, and they both got 100%. surgery, which is yeah, they, and they both came back from it like yeah. Bad. Okay, I was not a fan of Mantha at the beginning.
4: I absolutely did I not like him. him. I thought he was no a waste of space.
1: No Mantha slander in this house. No, hold I on, I'm getting there,
4: Ali. I'm getting there. However, he got injured, and some like flip switched in him, and suddenly like he is I'm this player him. that is like totally reborn. And I am so thankful for that because, like, he's a great asset to the team now. But I did think he was a waste of space at yeah,
0: first. So I, I I disagree though, because like I I low key feel like the since you know subconsciously that he got traded for Verona and two first round picks, I feel like with like all cap fans at the beginning, there was a bias against mantha just because like we knew we had given up so much for him because like I. Like I heard like a bunch of Caps fans saying like Mantha wasn't like all that and stuff. And like he was he was a point per game guy at the end of that year. He wasn't terrible at all. So I mean, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm so okay. I'm obviously super biased um because Ron is on the Red Wings now. Um, and he's killing it over here. But I definitely agree with everything you guys were saying. Like he was completely overshadowed in Washington and um he needed space to breathe and he has been breathing in Detroit. Um I mentioned this to you guys. I I keep them informed on Verona stats in the group chat when I can. Um yesterday, last night, he scored two goals in the Wings win over the Tampa Bay Lightning, which tied the Red Wings record for fastest player to 20 goals as a Red Wing. Uh, so 32 games to 20 goals, coming right off of a sh- of a shoulder surgery, um, so impressive. We love him in Detroit. We love our first and second round picks. Thanks for that, guys. We miss Mantha dearly, but we are glad you're taking care of him. Yes, Ryland.
6: The one thing that really kind of irks me is Manta's stick. It is like white, and I don't know if it's just me, but I always stare directly at it, like it's always well, so huge and if you if you watch games you understand and i think it's the funniest thing ever he's the only white stick i've ever seen in the nhl and i don't really know if anyone noticed notice it either. Either.
1: i don't
0: uh, I didn't notice it but... i mean i i've seen a couple white sticks he uses a warrior though so i mean a lot of those sticks are like white and light green got it uh faith what's up
5: Yeah, I want to specify, like, I do, like, as bitter as I'm forever going to be, I'm never (laughs) going to get over that trade. Like, I do think overall Mantha is a better fit for this team and that Verona did need to get out because there was no way, like, he was going to be able to, like, thrive and get the, like, looks that he wanted to with Ovi still in the picture for the next, like, five years or so. And that happened a lot, actually, at the Capitals recently. Like, Verona got out and thrived. Burakovsky, who Brooke mentioned, got out and thrived. Chandler Stevenson, who here was a – riding the bench player went to Vegas and is killing it over there so while I will forever be sad I will forever miss him I do think in the end it was a better move While well, we did get fleeced in the trade I'll say we got fleeced but I do think in the end for both players it was the better move
2: yeah I feel like um, maybe it's just because I'm friends with you guys but I feel like in general the Caps fan base has still tried to follow his career a lot and has been really supportive of it and I think it's kind of this like once a cap, always a cap mentality. Um, And, you know, you're not going to be a big hater of somebody who, you know, maybe just wasn't a fit for your team and want to see them succeed in other places.
1: If anyone deserves that support throughout their entire career, it is Jacob Brana. He's like, I mean, have you seen his smile? Have you seen it? I mean.
5: Yes, I have, Allie. I love it.
1: Okay. I know, Faith. I know. I love you. I'm so sorry. There's not
4: much of an age gap between us. So, you know.
0: Noted.
1: just it's gonna be 11
5: years for me, only 11. It's not bad, you
1: know, it's not bad at all. Um, all right, we're gonna wrap it up. We've got one more question from Madeline.
2: Okay, final question. I know the answer that some of y'all have, but I'm very excited to hear them all. Where were you when the Caps won the Stanley Cup, and what did you do after? Brooke, you, can- you got it.
0: Okay, so like, um, I was wow, okay, I was in. I think it was sixth grade or fifth grade, but I no, it was fifth grade. Uh I was coming back from spring break, right? Um, and they were playing. I they were playing Tampa Bay before. I'd been like watching the series like all over spring break when they played Tampa. Um, so obviously they went to the finals with Vegas, right? Um, so I was like, I was glued to my couch like the whole, obviously the whole entire series, and then like. Once they won, I was so shocked. Like, I didn't have a reaction. Like, I, I was literally just staring at the screen. And, like, I, I just acted normal because, like, my brain couldn't really process it. And the next day, I was going crazy, man. Like, I was out of my mind. And then later that week um, for the parade, my mom let me skip school since it was like, the end of fifth grade. So it didn't really matter. So she let me skip school for the parade, and that was really cool. Got to see, like, them on the bus and stuff, so, you know.
5: Okay, I can go next. Um, for me, I was in sixth grade at the time, and I feel bad for everyone who knew me the week before because I had not shut up about the playoffs. Like, in school, I went to a private school, but I was still, like, dressing on a uniform, wearing cap stuff because I was so excited. So I was watching the game at my home with my parents, and, like, we got halfway through the game, and I just knew, like, we're going to win this. So I was, like, begging them, can we go down to D.C.? To go celebrate, but my brother was in third grade. He was asleep. They wouldn't do it. So I was in my house in my parents' room when they won the cup. I didn't also like. book, did not have a reaction. Like I was just struck. Like I was just like struck. I don't know. Starstruck. Speechless. Whatever. Um, and I wasn't allowed to scream because my brother was asleep, and so I didn't really know what to do. So I was glad I was starstruck, but. The next day, again, I wouldn't show up about it. I was so excited. I could not believe it had happened.
4: I can go next. I, um, my family, so <laughs> funny story. There was a big lottery to get tickets inside Capital One Arena to watch the game. And my dad got two and didn't get another two. And of course there are four of us and my dad wanted to be fair. So he gave those tickets to my, his best friend who took his son inside the arena for the game. And we watched outside on the street with like hundreds of thousands of people. Like when I tell you all of the center of DC was shut down like all of the center of DC was shut down. And we were watching it on the screens outside DC. And when they won, like the amount of euphoria in that city was just through the roof. And obviously um, with, with certain elections, like around that time, DC had kind of been, I would say a little down in the dumps kind of for the past year or two. And like, I think honestly, and this may just be because I'm a Caps fan, but I think that win was like just a win for DC because Everyone was happy, like literally everyone was happy, and people were sobbing, and it was just relief just because everyone had waited for so long for the win. So,
0: uh, I forgot to say one thing. Um, I actually went to game three of the Stanley Cup final, um, which was pretty cool. So, you know, yeah, I mean, we were like at the very top, but you know, it was still really cool.
6: So, this is actually very funny because, um, I had wanted to go to a watch party in DC ever since. Um, so I went ever since like if they were started to do them. And I had that day circled, and I found out that was my eighth grade graduation. So I couldn't go to DC. So I go to graduation, we have dinner. It's the game is just starting because it's late, because it's in Vegas. So we're eating dinner, the fastest Italian dinner you've ever had at a restaurant. And then our whole family, I'm still in my graduation dress. We go to this Capitals bar in Bel Air. All of my family friends are there. We're watching, we watch the first and second period at that Capitals bar. I have this shirt actually on top of my graduation dress, hanging out outside by the bar. Like, obviously it's like a bar for the adults, but we were, all the kids are like outside on the edge like watching it, celebrating. It was on a big screen. And then third period starts to happen and we're leading by a lot, a decent amount by now. So it's like not a close game. And we obviously have the series um, more than, like we're close versus it's only just one the game. So my family decides, Hey, let's go home and celebrate together and watch this last moment together. If it happens. So we all get in the car, it's on the radio. So we're turning on the radio. We're driving home fast as ever. Turn on the t- get home, turn on the TV. And we watch like the last five minutes of the, um, five minutes of the game as a family together, like just by ourselves. And we enjoy that moment. Um, And so I have a picture of me holding the Stanley Cup, a blow-up Stanley Cup that we bought over my head, wearing my graduation dress, wearing this shirt. And ever since then, I wanted my graduation present to be, because I graduated eighth grade, to be an Ovi jersey. Because I graduated eighth grade, Ovi's number eight, he got his first cup, and it was 2018. Um, And that was very, uh, I don't know, it was a very big day for me as a Caps fan. Um, We all, it was like so euphoric, like it was Undescribable. And then we all went to the Capitals parade. And what's funny about that is my, I mentioned this in the previous podcast, but my coach is like his father is a retired capital. So they got to be on the buses. And we told them, hey, we're up, we're in here straight, look for us. And so they saw us and they threw out, they had everyone had necklaces that they were throwing out, like champions, 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 all over it. And they threw us a whole bag of them. So we have a whole bag of those capitals necklaces because of my coach. And that day, just, like, the whole experience was incredible. Um, I was there live when TTO. She did the shirt chug. And I don't know, the whole – I'm forever Caps fan. And I would have been before then, but that is just
1: indescribable. That's amazing. Bro, I want a Stanley Cup so bad. So bad. I want a Cup so bad. It's Because I have been to plenty – cup parades in my life obviously living in Chicago they won three in six years and I was at I think all three of those parades but it sucked because I don't care about the Chicago Blackhawks even a little bit so I was not I was young and it was claustrophobic and it was a team that I have never cared about I'm so jealous
0: you picked the wrong team I'm just saying because like Think nope, about it. we're rebuilding. All, all, Don't
1: talk to me. Don't.
0: All, all, I, I'm just saying. All your siblings. Trust
6: the eyes <laughs> plan.
0: All, all your trust the all your, plan. All your siblings were Hawks fans. They got three, three. Y'all only got wait. Y'all only got one in your lifetime, and you were like one in my
1: lifetime. Baby. Ten more coming up for the rest of my lifetime. Let's go, Probably, Red yeah.
0: Wings, baby. Cool.
1: All right, so we're going to cap it off. I've been waiting to say that for 30 minutes. Um. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We love you so much. And um, that's it for this episode of Mits and Chicks. Thank you for being patient with us last week. And we'll see you next week. The Maryland Mafia
3: always wins.
1: We love you guys.